Hello, landing page optimization listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash. Next time you browse through iTunes or the Google Play Store on your smartphone, make sure to land on and download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app. Listen to new episodes of LPO every Monday or catch up on all the interviews featuring me speaking with the best and brightest conversion thought leaders of today. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile apps in the iTunes Store or via Google Play today. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome to 2013, listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Well, it looks like we survived another Mayan apocalypse. Uh, we don't have to worry about it for thousands of years. So we got to get back to business, online marketing, conversion, making our websites more friendly for our visitors. Today, my guest is Jenny Halaz. Now, Jenny has been a top-rated speaker at our conversion conference in the past, uh, she is also the president and co-founder of Arcology. Jenny, welcome. Hi, Tim. Um, well, so uh, for those of our listeners that aren't familiar with your company, give us just a quick sketch of, of what you guys do. Thanks. Yeah, we're uh, full-service web marketing. We do SEO, PPC. We get in a little bit of conversion optimization, landing page optimization, but primarily we're targeted toward a small business audience. And so, so what I wanted to do is explore today, you know, kind of the reality of doing conversion optimization when you have a million other things on your plate and you're a busy, smaller company or agency working with such. So um, the, what I want to start off with is just kind of this, this notion of where should your priorities be? I mean, you have, uh, you have your email newsletters that, want to go, that need to go out. Uh, buying traffic, doing SEO to organically get traffic, uh, fixing your site, landing pages. Where do you see kind of the most neglect usually? Generally, the most neglect is going to be in the social realm um, as well as with email campaigns. Because that's the stuff that requires care and feeding and upkeep, right? Right, exactly. They just don't have the time to write a new email uh, every couple of weeks or even every month. Okay, so if you're, uh, is that something that uh, most of them kind of would, would outsource or have somebody else do for them? Or is it, do you find most companies just kind of giving up and sending out an email every two months or four months or whenever they can get around to it? You know, what's interesting is there's really not a standard on that. Some companies are really on top of it and are doing these great customized emails according to user activity on the site, and then others are like, email program, what's that? <laughs> right, okay. Uh, all right, well, so, you know, in terms of uh, so neglecting our own mailing list is a bad thing. Uh, we were guilty of some lapses of that in, pa in years past ourselves, so... I know how hard it is to stay on top of it. Uh, and then you said social social media. Now, why is that a problem for companies? 
Well, we're seeing more and more that the search engines are using those social signals as an indicator in how they're ranking websites. And it's just very difficult when you're just one person or just a very small group of people to keep up with the type of engagement that's necessary on social media. Okay, just the channels too. So what are some of the, the, the key ones that, that you guys help clients with? It depends on the customer. Um, most of them find that Facebook is not particularly helpful, um, but we deal with a lot more um, B2B type of clients. Um, I think you I think you said it uh, best yourself. People think of B2B as B2B boring, um, <laughs> and it can be very difficult for them to engage with people in a more social context. Well, we find so- really the best results are Twitter. Twitter. Okay, so that's uh, kind of just tying into conversations that people are already having around your subject, essentially. Yeah, that and being available when people are just frustrated and need somebody to talk to, it's a really great customer service type of uh, platform. Okay, so but so you shouldn't really think of it. I, well, I'm glad you haven't said what most people actually do with Twitter and, and other social media is a push out offers and, and crap that nobody wants to hear. So you're not saying go out there and beat the drum. You're saying listen and respond appropriately. Exactly. I think people do push out too much offers and too, too much. It, they just push too much content and it's just noise. Nobody it's, it's, pays it's, attention to it. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's a, if it's one-way broadcasting, that's the wrong metaphor. This is right. more about personal engagement and actually having a, a conversation. That's definitely the ideal. I think most of the time, smaller businesses aren't really able to do that. So at least just having that as an open method of communication, should somebody choose to, to accept it, I think is the key. Okay. And, and uh, well, how responsive do you think you know, people need to be on Twitter? Again, if, if you're talking about smaller businesses, we, we can't be staying up for that random tweet coming in in the middle of the night or staffing it 24-7. So what's responsive enough in terms of cycle times and getting back to people? Again, I hate to say it depends again, but it depends. <laughs> <laughs> what does it depend yeah. on? Well, it depends on what type of business you're in. If you're in a small, uh, let's take a a company like a Southern Season in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. It's a a great company, and they have a website where they take orders. But they say every day at 5 o'clock, you know, we're off off Twitter for the evening. Leave a message. We'll get back to you in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. They and just I think can't you know, handle it twenty four seven, right? And I think you know what we found ourselves is a, uh, you know, it, even though it, it can be overwhelming because you know new tweets are coming in and uh, all the time, it doesn't really mean you have to do it. What we tend to do is you know check in and and do a batch of answers or responses, just kind of scan the environment, what's going on on Twitter using a dashboard, uh, and you know, answer in you know, mid morning, maybe end of the afternoon. And, uh, and that that's enough. You don't have to be on call. It's not like the old days where you're on a pager if you're a doctor or something. Yeah, that's definitely true. I, I think it's the same way you handle email. You can't be on email all day either. You wouldn't get anything done. Oh, that explains it. 
<laughs> what? Well, I guess I haven't. Been, that's why I haven't been getting anything done. <laughs> Just fighting my inbox all day long. Uh, no. Uh, so so let's uh, let's change gears a little bit and and talk about how again for the the smaller business, what is conversion rate optimization or landing page optimization you know mean to them or where, where does it fall into the priorities? It's generally a pretty low priority until we start working with them. Uh, what we found is that just by making some kind of minor changes, we can drive pretty significant increases in conversions. Usually it's just a just a usually it's just a situation where they need to address some fundamental best practices. And once they do that and people know what it is that they're supposed to do on these pages, we find a much higher level of engagement. Okay. Well, I, I want to explore what uh, what some of those are. I mean, I think you, you talking about uh, kind of um, making people aware of them. So if you had to list, you know, kind of the top three things that you think that uh, they're ignoring or doing wrong in conversion rate optimization, what would those be? Top three. Number one is not knowing what they want to sell. Okay. Number two? Number two is not asking people to do something on the site. Okay. So unclear call to action. That's always one of my favorites. Correct. And 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 what's number three? And then number three is not making it easy, putting it behind a long process or giving them too many things to fill out in the form. Okay, well, well, let's uh, let's just uh, focus on the very first one of these uh, as soon as we come back after the break. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. Aim clear. The agency brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. Loyal listeners, this is Tim Ash with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And again, this week, my guest is Jenny Halaz from uh, the president and co-founder of Arcology. Uh, now, Jenny, we're talking about three things before the break that people are you know, making common mistakes with landing page optimization. Uh, one is not having a clear call to action. Uh, another one is, is burying it or making it hard to actually interact with or take action. But your number one pet peeve was? Was not knowing what it is that they want people to do on their website. So, so to quote Stephen Covey for, with the seven habits of highly effective people, begin with the end in mind. What are you trying to accomplish? Tell us more why people don't do that. When I talk to people who have small businesses or mid-sized businesses who've set up websites, they think that their goal is just to have a website. Um, and <laughs> Right. Uh, and sometimes that is a goal, right, just to get it up. Uh, on the on the on the web, um, I know we're having that same problem with arcology right now. So please don't go to our website. Um. <laughs> oh, there, there you go. I think now you're just going to get the morbid curiosity seekers, the the rubberneckers <laughs> that like to see the car wreck on the freeway. Right? They're all going to your site yeah, right I now. Know. You know the story about the cobbler's children and the, having no shoes. Yeah, That's exactly what's happening with our uh, website. <laughs> I know. It's taking us over a year to relaunch ours as well after uh, a, a lot of hand-wringing and, and, and angst. Okay, so no, no uh, not so, Yeah, so though. just getting the website up, sometimes it's like a, mo- a mammoth task for these, for these mid-sized businesses. But so many of them think that all they need to do is just have a presence and they forget that they actually want somebody to do something when they come to the website. Okay, and so there, the, would you, I'd say along those lines, you know, a lot of times the focus is on design. Somebody sold them a nice design, or here's a template to start with, and it's all about the look, and, it, and it's not a, even a question of what it's supposed to be doing. So form should follow function, right? Yes. I, really, I think they should come together, but... Yes. You have to know what you want to do before you do it. Well, I, exactly right. So, I mean, the, you know, the, they think um, the, the way you express the idea, and first you have to have what you're trying to accomplish, and then it's how do you express it properly. So design right. or, 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 or uh, look and feel or visual emphasis on the site or even site organization, all those are have to be thought through after you, you have the, the business purpose in mind. So, so give exactly. us some kind of uh, typical business purposes that uh, you know, companies should be building into their site or, or their starting premises. Well, I have this concept in mind of the rule of three, um, the idea that people typically have about three things that they want to do when they come to your website. 
Maybe it's get information. Maybe it's buy something. Maybe it's sign up to get more information. Or in some cases, if it's a high, if it's a service industry, they need to have service or they need to get support for something that they've already bought. So you're looking at it more from a user-centered perspective and saying, okay, what are the tasks uh, they're trying to accomplish or what, with what goal or mindset did they come to the site? Is that right? Exactly. You know, it kind of maps to their whatever stage of the buying process they might be in, just kind of early stage, feeling a pain or looking for a solution, identifying and comparing options, and only then being ready to act. Right. So we see that a lot. You know, I'm, a, I'm an SEO girl at heart. So we see that a lot of the problem with organic traffic that comes in is that the majority of it is information seeking. And the majority of websites out there are designed to identify some purpose, some task-based purpose. You want them to buy something. You want them to sign up for something. But you also have to give them that option to get information. Right. So I I think there's a very common mismatch that we see with websites and and companies of all sizes, really, that if you're talking about you know, the business perspective, we're all, we suffer from what I call greedy marketer syndrome, right? We're, we're squeezing the bottom of the funnel. We want that, okay, sign up now or give us your credit card or fill out this lead form. And, um, and really, uh, if you look at the funnel, by definition, a lot more is happening at the top of the funnel. And, that's right. uh, but that's early stage stuff. Their needs may not be formed or vaguely formed. Uh, they want to get educated. And we explicitly don't address that when we say basically come on, crap or get off the pot. And we got nothing for you if you just want to do research. Go do that somewhere else when you're ready to give us your money, then come back. Right. And I believe that that's entirely the wrong way to handle it. Okay, so so how would you uh, incorporate those earlier funnel stages into a website? What types of tasks do you need to support commonly? Maybe you could give an example or two. A lot of times we're able to do it just with like a PDF download. Uh, If it's a highly technical something or another, you need somebody to be able to download a spec sheet. Um, If it's something related to health or medicine, then you need to be able to download some talking points you can take to your doctor. Um, typically it is a download. It's something where they can get information in exchange for maybe giving us their email address. Okay, and then we've talked about the kind of the pros and cons of asking for information. Uh, and I, th- I would say that the earlier in the process it is, typically the less you require them because you don't have that trust relationship built up yet. Mm-hmm. You're not giving them a lot of value either. So uh, it's very transactional, so many times you should probably just give the stuff away. Sometimes ask for an email, and only later in the process ask for longer forms and more information. A lot of times what we find works really well is give them the download for free and then give them a link within the download to sign up for more information. Exactly. So they already have the download. They're able to circulate it and share it with others. And if it's a nicely formatted PDF that you took the time to create, there's no reason you can't have an embedded link on the back page saying, hey, so the next step is this, you know, click here. And that takes them to a specific landing page, right? That's right. And that's worked really well in tests Mm. that we've done. 
Uh, and so, okay, uh, I want to come back after the break and, you know, touch on the other two you've talked about, with unclear call to action and kind of going along with that, making it hard to actually take action. Um, so, but when we do, first I want to talk about, you know, your obsessions, your closet gaming <laughs> personality. I want to hear all about plants versus zombies. We'll be back with Jenny Halaz in two minutes. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And we're talking today with Jenny Halaz. And uh, Jenny... Um, I understand you're a bit of a gamer geek girl. I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, confession time. That's up. I hear there's there's, I, there's plant versus zombies going on at your house. That's my latest obsession. Uh, my six year old and I have not been able to put it down. Um, uh, I, I call it bonding, right? I'm bonding with my kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know, okay, here, dirty little secret, okay, my seven-year-old and, and uh, has been known to play that game once or twice, so I'm very familiar with uh, the pea shooter and the <laughs> conehead zombie and the pole vaulting ones, but those ones with the screen doors in front of them, those are a real bitch and kind of hard to kill. <laughs> I find the, uh, the ones with the javelins are, are the hardest for me to, uh, to defeat. That is football players, maybe. 
<laughs> if you don't know that we're talking what we're talking about, you you clearly don't have little kids because uh, as soon as they're old enough to get on that iPad, it's all over. First, it starts with Angry Birds, but then it's all about plants versus zombies. <laughs> I got to tell you a funny story. Um, I was talking with some guys and. We were talking about old school Nintendo, and they were laughing at me, and I, I think they really thought I was just pretending and trying to be uh, part of the group. And then my uh, my phone rang, and the ringtone on my phone is the original Zelda theme. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I got some uh, some instant street cred there. The uh, the guy I was talking to said, uh, "Hey, um, you're not kidding, are you? You actually are a gamer." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I hate to say I started out with Tetris and real old school stuff because, yes, I am that old, uh, you know, pre-PC days. Uh, but uh, all right, enough yeah, of that. we won't we talk about that. To, yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we need to get back to unclear calls to action. So uh, what, typically when you're on a small business website, you show up, there's a bunch of SEO text on the page. There might be a picture of the founder, usually a pretty tacky, unprofessional one, uh, and and you're looking around, what am I supposed to do here? Um, what, uh, how do you deal with unclear calls to action? Well, I think the biggest thing, as we were talking about before, is getting people to understand what calls to action they want people to do. And then once they figure that out, usually it's pretty easy to say, okay, you want them to go and check out your new line of air fresheners give them a picture of air fresheners and tell them to go check them out. <laughs> so, okay, so a lot of times, uh, this is an important point, I think, that um, navigation and getting them closer to the right information deeper in the site is a, an absolutely valid conversion goal. Yes, it absolutely is. And too often the navigation follows that kind of standard of um, product services about when that's not really what people are trying, that's not really the way people are trying to consume the information. Well, or even worse, it's tiny text in a menu or submenu somewhere where, as you're saying, often it should be kind of a giant blinking, well, actually, don't use blinking, but uh, a giant billboard <laughs> in the content part of the page. You suggested using an image to cue off the topic, or for example. So important navigational cues should be clear. Exactly. And they shouldn't be buried in text on the periphery of the page or in your nav drop-down or anything like that. Right. Uh, or have anything really that's distracting from it. I uh, was working with a client recently who had a um, a woman in a bikini on the front page. Um, no, I, I'm and, for that, uh, but can you tell me the context? <laughs> it was a diet uh, website, and this was one of their successful dieters. Um, but... All of the we did some heat testing and and all of the um, heat um, eye tracking studies showed uh, that it was going to two points on the page. <laughs> okay. Lower neck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, boobies. Yes, everybody likes boobies. <laughs> no, no. It's uh, we're hardwired for that stuff. Not just men and women. Also, I mean, we will look at pictures of people. We will determine if they're attractive and good mating potential. I mean, all that stuff happens on an evolutionary survival level and we can't help ourselves. So yeah, I mean, but yeah, I have to say though, to be fair that it's, it's in context in that case, uh, at least it's related to weight loss and it's an actual client and not some stock photo of a, of a stick thin, you know, heroin chic model. Right. 
Um, so right. we'll give them credit for that. Uh, but it, was there any kind of other call to action around that? I mean, I say put the button right below the boobs. <laughs> that was kind of the problem, right? Uh, all the all the uh, heat was going to the to the boobs and and not getting to the uh, call to action. Uh, okay, so the call to action the was, page. was somewhere else, much more subtle. So this thing was in effect competing with it, and the poor call to action didn't stand a chance. Correct. Yeah, so if you actually go to our site, sitetuners.com, we have this kind of universal call to action when you're ready to act on any page. It's a, it's a picture of me in the header, but, and, but that's quite deliberate. Right next to it is, is an orange button, you know, uh, and, and that's, it's supposed to kind of draw attention to the button. So if you're going right. to use pictures of people, use them very deliberately, folks. Don't just uh, actually put them on a different part of the page than the call to action. Okay, we got, uh, we're going to wrap uh, here in a minute, but if folks want to get a hold of you, Jenny, how do they do that? Best way to find me is on Twitter, actually. I'm Jenny Hallis, J-E-N-N-Y-H-A-L-A-S-Z. Uh, you can also email me at arcology.com. Mm, terrific. Well, um, unfortunately, we're out of time. It was really fun. Hope to see you at an upcoming conversion conference. Our 2013 schedule is... Uh, San Francisco, Chicago, Boston, and then London and Berlin later in the year. If you're coming out to San Francisco, uh, April 15th and 16th, it's back at the beautiful Marriott Marquis, use the promo code WMFM for our Webmaster Radio listeners. WMFM, and I believe that will get you $100 off. The early bird deadline's coming up here, so uh, sign up now. It's not going to get any cheaper. Hope to see you in San Francisco. And Jenny, thanks again. Uh, Hope to have you back sometime. Thanks so much. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.